0: complete works of Swami Vivekananda, let us continue about Bhakti or devotion already we have seen one session in that, this is the second session Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om Sri Ganesha Yanamaha Dr. Krishnamurti Shastri Dambayapunacha Karnataka India again we find that in many different religions holy Personages have been worshipped. They worship Krishna, they worship Buddha, they worship Jesus, and so forth. Then there is the worship of saints. Hundreds of them have been worshipped all over the world, and why not? The vibration of light is everywhere. The world sees it in the dark. That shows it is there, though man cannot see it. To man, that vibration is only visible in the lamp in the sun in the moon etc god is omnipresent he is manifesting himself in every being but for man he is only visible recognizable in man when his light his presence his spirit shines through the human face then and then alone can man understand him thus man has been worshiping god through men all the time and must do so long as he is a man he may cry against it struggle against it. But as soon as he attempts to realize God, he will find the constitutional necessity of thinking of God as a man. So, we find that in almost every religion, these are the three primary things which we have in the worship of God. Forms or symbols, names, God, men. All religions have these, but you find that they want to fight with each other. One says, my name is the only name. My form is the Only form and my God men are the only God men in the world. Yours are simply myths. In modern times, Christian clergymen have become a little kinder and they allow that in the older religions, the different forms of worship were foreshadowings of Christianity, which of course they consider is the only true form. God tested himself in older times, tested his powers by getting these things into shape which culminated in Christianity. This at least is a, is a great advance. Fifty years ago, they would not have said even that. Nothing was true except their own religion. This idea is not limited to any religion, nation or class of persons. People are always thinking that the only right thing to be done by others is what they themselves are doing. And It is here that the study of different religions help us. It shows us that the same thoughts that we have been calling ours and ours alone were present hundreds of years ago in others and sometimes even in a better form of expression than our own. These are the external forms of devotion through which man has to pass. But if he is sincere, if he really wants to reach the truth, he goes higher than these to a plane where forms are as nothing temples or churches books or forms are simply the kindergarten of religion to make the spiritual child strong enough to take higher steps and these first steps are necessary if he wants religion with the thirst the longing for god comes real devotion real bhakti who has the longing? that is the question religion is not not in doctrines In dogmas nor in intellectual argumentation it is being and becoming it is realization we hear so many talking about God and the soul and all the mysteries of the universe but if you take them one by one and ask them have you realized God have you seen your soul how many can say they have and yet they are all fighting with one another at one time in India representatives of different sects met together and began to dispute one said that the only God was Shiva, another said the only God was Vishnu, and so on. And there was no end to their discussion. A sage was passing that way and was invited by the disputants to decide the matter. He first ask, asked the man who was claiming Shiva is greatest God, Have you seen Shiva? Are you acquainted with him? If not, how do you know he is the greatest God? Then turning to the worshipper of Vishnu, he asked, Have you seen Vishnu? And after asking this question to all of them, he found out that no, uh, not one of them knew anything of God. There was why, uh, that was why they were disputing so much. For had they really known, they would not have argued. When a jar is being filled with water, it makes a noise. But when it is full, there is no noise. So the very fact of these disputations and fighting among sects shows that they do not know anything about religion. Religion to them is mere mass of frothy words to be written in books. Each one hurries to write a big book to make it as massive as possible, stealing his materials from every book he can lay his hands upon and never acknowledging his indebtedness. Then he launches this book upon the world, adding to the disturbance that is already existing there. The vast majority of men are atheists. I am glad that in modern times another class of atheists has come into existence in the Western world, I mean the materialists. They are sincere atheists. They are better than the religious atheists, who are insincere, who fight and talk about religion, and yet do not want it, never try to realize it, never try to understand it remember the words of christ ask and it shall be given you seek and you will find which you you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you these words are literally true not figures or fiction they were the outflow of the hearts hearts blood of one of the greatest sons of god who have ever come to this world of ours words which came as the fruit of realization From a man who had felt and realized God himself, who had spoken with God, lived with God a hundred times more intensely than you or I see this building. Who wants God? That is the question. Do you think that all this mass of people in the world want God and cannot get Him? That cannot be. What want is there without its object outside? Man wants to breathe and there is air for him to breathe man wants to eat and there is food for it food to eat what creates these desires the existence of external things it was the light that made the eyes it was the sound that made the ears so every desire in human beings has been created by something which already existed outside This this desire for perfection for reaching the goal and getting beyond nature how can it be there until something has created it and drilled it into the soul of man and makes it live there. He, therefore, in whom this desire is awakened, will reach the goal. We want everything but God. This is not religion that you see all around you. My lady has furniture in her parlor from all over the world, and now it is the fashion to have something Japanese. So she buys a was and puts it in her room such is religion with the vast majority they have all sorts of things for enjoyment and unless they add a little flavor of religion life is not all right not all right because society would criticize them society expects it so they must have some religion this is the present state of religion in the world a disciple went to his master and said to him sir i want religion The master looked at the young man and did not speak but only smiled the young man came every day and insisted that he wanted religion but the old man knew better than the young man one day when it was very hot he asked the young man to go to the river with him and (coughs) take a plunge the young man plunged in and the old man followed him and held the young man down under the water by force. After the young man had struggled for a while, he let him go and asked him what he wanted most while he was under the water. A breath of air, the disciple answered. Do you want God in that way? If you do, you will get him in a moment, said the master. Until you have that thirst, that much desire, you cannot get religion. However, you may struggle with your intellect or your books or your forms. Until that thirst is awakened in you, you are no better than any atheist. Only the atheist is sincere and you are not. A great sage used to say Suppose there is a thief in a room and somehow he comes to know that there is a vast mass of gold in the next room and that there is only a thin partition between the two rooms, what would be the condition of that thief? He would be sleepless. He would not be able to eat or do anything. His whole mind would be on getting that gold. Do you mean to say that if all these people really believed that the mine of happiness, the mine of happiness, of blessedness, of glory were here, they would act as they do in the world without trying to get God? As soon as a man begins to believe there is a God, he becomes mad with the longing to get to him. Others may go their way, but as soon as a man is sure that there is a much higher life than that which he is leading here, as soon as he feels sure that the senses are not all, that this limited material body is as nothing compared with the immortal, eternal, undying bliss of the self, he becomes mad until he finds out this bliss for himself. And this madness, this thirst, this mania is what is called the awakening to religion. And when that has come, a man is beginning to be religious. But it takes a long time. All these forms and ceremonies, these prayers and pilgrimages, these books, bells, candles and priests are the preparations. They take off the impurities from the soul. And when the soul has become pure, it naturally wants to get to the mine of all purity, God himself. Just as a piece of iron which had been covered with the dust of centuries might be lying near a magnet all the time and yet not be attracted by it but as soon as the dust is cleared away the iron is is drawn by the magnet so when the human soul covered with dust of ages impurities wickedness and sins after many births becomes purified enough by these forms and ceremonies by doing good to others Loving other beings, its natural spiritual attraction comes, it wakes up and struggles towards God. Yet, all these forms and symbols are simply the beginning, not true love of God. Love we hear spoken of everywhere everyone says, love God. Men do not know what it into love. If they did, they would not talk so glibly about it. Every man says he can love and then in no time finds out that there is no love in his nature Every woman says she can love and soon finds out that she cannot The world is full of the talk of love but it is hard to love Where is love? How do you know that there is love? The first test of love is that it knows no bargaining So long as you see a man love another only to get something from him you know that that is not love. It is shopkeeping. Wherever there is any question of buying and selling, it is not love. So, when a man prays to God, give me this and give me that, it is not love. How can it be? I offer you a prayer and you give me something in return. That is what is what it is, mere shopkeeping. A certain great king went to hunt in a forest and there he happened to meet a sage. He had a little conversation with him and became so pleased with him that he asked him to accept a present from him. No, said the sage. I am perfectly satisfied with my condition. These trees give me enough fruit to eat. These beautiful pure streams supply me with all the water I want. I sleep in these caves. What do I care for your presents, though you be an emperor, the emperor said. Just to purify me, to gratify me, come with me into the city and take some present. At last the sage consented to go with the emperor and he was taken into the emperor's palace where there were gold, jewelry, marble and most wonderful things. Wealth and power were manifest everywhere. The emperor asked the sage to wait a minute while he repeated his prayer and he went into a corner and began to pray, Lord, give me more wealth, more children, more territory. In the meanwhile, the sage got up and began to walk away. The emperor saw him going and went after him. Stay, sir, you did not take my present and are going away. The sage turned to him and said, Beggar? I do not beg of beggars. What can you give? You have been begging yourself all the time. That is not the language of love. What is the difference between love and shopkeeping? If you ask God to give you this and give you that, The first test of love is that it knows no bargaining. Love is always the giver and never the taker. Says the child of God, if God wants, I give him my uh, my everything but I do not want anything of him. I want nothing in this universe. I love him because I want to love him and I ask no favor in return. Who cares whether God is almighty or not? I do not want any power from him, nor any manifestation of his power. Sufficient for me that he is the God of love. I ask no more question. The second test is that love knows no fear. So long as man thinks of God as a being sitting above the clouds with rewards in one hand and punishments in the other, there can be no love. Can you frighten one into love? Does the lamb love the lion? The mouse, the cat, the slave, the master, slaves sometimes simulate love, but is it love? Where do you ever see love in fear? It is always a shame, it is a sham. that is false, true, Uh, that is false, pseudo. With love never comes the idea of fear. Think of a young mother in the street. If a dog barks at her, she flees into the nearest house. The next day she is in the street with her child, and suppose a lion rushes upon the child, where will be her position? Just at the mouth of the lion, protecting her child. Love conquered all her fear. So also in the love of God. Who cares whether God is a rewarder or a punisher? That is not the thought of a lover. Think of a judge when he comes home. What does his wife see in him? Not a judge or a rewarder or punisher, but her husband, her love. What do his children see him? Their loving father, not the punisher or rewarder. So, the children of God never see him a punisher or a rewarder. It is only people who have never tasted of love that fear and quake. Cast off all fear, though these horrible ideas of God as a punisher or rewarder may have their use in savage minds. Some men, even the most intellectual, are spiritual savages and these ideas may help them. But to men who are spiritual, men who are approaching religion, in whom spiritual insight is awakened, such ideas are simply childish, simply foolish. Such men reject all ideas of fear. The third is a still higher test. Love is always the highest ideal. When one has passed through the first two stages, when one has thrown off all shopkeeping and cast off all fear one then begins to realize that love is always the highest ideal how many times in this world we see a beautiful woman loving an ugly man how many times we see a handsome man loving an ugly woman what is the attraction lookers on only see the ugly man or the ugly woman but not so the lover looker is different lover is different to the lover the beloved is the most beautiful being that ever existed how is it the woman who loves the ugly man takes as it were the ideal of beauty which is in her own mind and projects it on his ugly on this ugly man and what she worships and loves is not the ugly man but her own ideal That man is as it were only the suggestion and upon that suggestion she throws her own ideal and covers it and it becomes her object of worship. Now this applies in every case where we love. Many of us have very ordinary looking brothers or sisters yet the very idea of their being brothers or sisters makes them beautiful to us. The philosophy in the background is that each one projects his own ideal and worships that. This external world is only the world of suggestion. All that we see we project out of our own minds. A grain of sand gets washed into the shell of an oyster and irritates it. The irritation produces a secretion in the oyster which covers the grain of sand and beautiful pearl is the result. Similarly, external things furnish us with suggestions over which we project our own ideals and make our objects the wicked see this world as a perfect hell and the good as a perfect heaven lovers see this world as full of love and haters as full of hatred fighters see nothing but strife and the peaceful nothing but peace the perfect man sees nothing but God so we always worship our highest ideal and when we have reached the point When we love the ideal as the ideal, all arguments and doubts vanish forever. So, let us continue this in the next session. Hare Rama. Thank you. Thank you, one and all.